to the Mariners Podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Sunday night, just uh, after the conclusion of the Mariners series in Anaheim against the Angels, the Mariners dropped two of three to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, Logan Gilbert, really kind of imploded today. Uh, Not a good sign for the Mariners. We will cover that. We will dive into Brian Wu and his start against the Angels on Saturday night. Lots of uh, positives to take out of that start. Pretty interesting um, pitches, pitch mix, approach. Uh, A lot of fun. I was entertained by his start quite a bit. I am going to introduce... The listeners to what I call my worry meter uh, or confidence meter, if you want to call it that, I'm going to go position by position through the Mariners current uh, 26-man roster and talk about how I feel about the state of that position, both defensively and offensively, and where the Mariners can make improvements. Um, There's a difference between what the player has done up to this point in time this season versus what I, my confidence in that player to perform and produce uh, moving forward. Some of it is based on my own personal expectation of that player. Some of it is what you need from that particular position. Some of it is what you need from that position on this particular team. We will cover each position. We will cover starting pitching. We will cover relief pitching. And we will talk quickly about uh, the manager in the front office as well as far as how confident or how worried we are um, in them. And then uh, we will cover tomorrow uh, the series against uh, the Miami Marlins. So with that, Saturday night, Mariners played uh, against the Angels. Brian Wu was the starting pitcher. Uh, Mariners won 6-2, had 16 hits. Mariners pitching only surrendered six hits. Brian Wu did not get the win because he only went four and two-thirds innings. He surrendered four hits, uh, two runs. They were both earned, uh, one walk and seven strikeouts. It was 81 pitches. 56 of them were for strikes. He threw first pitch strikes to 14 out of the 19 hitters that he faced. Uh, He looked good. He uh, Yesterday's pod, I mentioned that a successful start from Brian Wu was uh, five innings and two or three runs. That's exactly, well, pretty close to what he uh, provided the Mariners. And he looked better in doing it than I expected him to. He threw uh, 53 four-seam fastballs, which was 65% of his total pitches, 13 sinkers, 13 sliders, and two change-ups. His velocity was down on fastball and sinker, uh, 0.4 miles an hour over uh, his first start. Uh, He averaged 95.2 on the four-seamer. Uh, Spin was up ever so slightly on both pitches. The big difference in his his stuff, uh, this start versus the previous one, was that he increased the the velocity on the slider, or a sweeper if you want to call it that. Um, Savant has it as a slider, to average uh, 83.4 miles an hour. So it was up 0.7 miles an hour over uh, his first start. But his horizontal break was down four inches over uh, the first start. So he 
took away a little bit of that horizontal bend. Um, I think it made it a, a more effective pitch, to be honest with you. Uh, a little more difficult, I think, for the hitter to pick up. It was, he threw it 13 times. He got seven swings and three whiffs on the slider. He got eight whiffs on 28 forcing fastballs, which is not bad. Uh, 29% whiff rate total on his 81 pitches in this start. Uh, I like the sinker too. The sinker, when you've got fastball sinker coming out of the same tunnel, you know, it's hard for a right-handed hitter against Wu to not get jammed if it's a sinker that is coming is running inside. The majority of the movement on that sinker is actually run. It's not sink. Um, it could be classified, I think, as a two-seamer. It To me, it's more of a true two-seamer than it is a sinker. Uh, but I like it. And he definitely fooled some right-handed hitters um, low and outside with that sinker uh, running back over the corner. So nice pitch to me. Gives a lot of variety. Um, it's the same velocity, but a lot of variety to that four-seamer that um, is appearing to rise as it approaches. Uh, but those two pitches you can build off of, right? You see a pitcher like Taj Bradley in um, Tampa Bay build his repertoire based on a four-seamer and a cutter. Now, the cutter is – Taj Bradley's cutter is not the same velocity, but it's the idea that you are – that your fastball is coupled with another pitch of um, of similar velocity, but going in a different direction. We see that from Graham Mascraft too in Cincinnati. He's been a little less successful, but Wu slider again looked pretty good. There was one the one of the whiffs on the slider was to Hunter Renfro, where Renfro was clearly expecting a fastball, and the slider looked like a cartoon. It basically took a left turn as it approached, and um, if Wu has hitters expecting or anticipating fastball or sinker for that matter. And it's a slider. They're they're pretty much useless. It's not an easy pitch to hit if you're looking for velocity. So he looked great. He did surrender a two-run home run to um, Shohei Otani. I don't have it in my notes, but I remember watching. He got a first pitch swing and miss on the slider to Otani. It was slightly off the plate. Uh, he tried to double up and throw the same pitch in essentially the same location and Otani wrote it out to right field. It was to me, you know, I've been harping on pitch selection. I don't know who is calling pitches for the Mariners. I would assume it's not Wu given the fact that he's a rookie. Um, but to call two straight sliders uh, low and in to Shohei is an absolute mistake. It, that is an absolute mistake. Apologies for the interruption. Uh, it's nice to have a dog that thinks that it's protecting you. It's not nice when the dog sees somebody outside who stopped to secure their uh, the bed that they're moving and decided to bark at the top of their lungs. So my apologies on the interruption. That was Willow Dog. Uh, we're back. So Brian Wu, again, uh, successful start, seven strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings. Um, loved the the sinker fastball mix. The slider, like I said, to Renfro was was a beautiful pitch. Um, and then the call for the two sliders to Otani surrendering the two-run home run. Um, I think that if it was a different pitch that was called in that situation, who knows whether he would have given up a home run anyways. But the reality is that doubling up 
to Shohei Otani in that situation to me didn't make any sense. So I put that on the pitching on the pitching coach, um, potentially Scott Service or uh, even Cal Raleigh, or excuse me, Tom Murphy in that situation. So that's Brian Wu. Um, I think he falls in the same sort of bucket as Bryce Miller. We'll talk about our level of concern or level of confidence in those two later on. Uh, Gabe Spire came in and struck out uh, Shohei Otani on a 3-2 slider uh, called strike three. That might be a questionable call, especially to a superstar like Otani, but uh, Spire ended up getting the win for that one uh, eight-pitch at-bat and strikeout. I like Gabe Spire a lot. I think he um, he has really played a great role for the Mariners in being a leverage uh, left-handed reliever. Uh, looks good. Certainly an asset to the bullpen. Justin Topa pitched one and two-thirds innings, uh, one hit, no strikeouts, picked up his 11th hold. Andres Munoz was dirty, uh, nasty. He came in, one and a third innings, three strikeouts, tons of sliders. Um, he's an impossible at-bat. That was his third hold on the season. It's good to have him back. Paul Seawall pitched the ninth, uh, one inning, one hit, two strikeouts. Mariners pitching looked good. Uh, good signs for Brian Wu. Again, we'll talk a little bit about him later as well. Uh, the bats, they got uh, the top two, J.P. Crawford and Julio Rodriguez, went seven for ten with two runs, three RBIs. Julio hit a home run. Uh, Crawford was four for five. They were on fire. Eugenio Suarez went three for four. It's about damn time. Uh, A.J. Pollock, two for four. Uh, Rodriguez's homer was the only one that was off of Patrick Sandoval in the third inning. Uh, That's about it from the Mariners. Good win, 6-2. Again, Brian Wu pitched really well. Um, They leaned on the bullpen from that point forward. Good things, I think, from Wu to come. Excited to see him pitch at home. It's a little harder to hit the ball out uh, in T-Mobile. Fastball looks good. I think one of the differentiators between he and Bryce Miller is he can go to that sinker quite a bit um, and get weak contact off the sinker. Little slightly different style pitcher. Uh, today's game, little less fun for Mariners fans. Uh, it was a loss, 9-4 to the Angels. Mariners committed two errors, had nine hits, four runs. Angels, nine hits, 13, or nine runs, 13 hits, one error. Really the story of this game was Logan Gilbert really struggling. Uh Three innings, eight hits, six earned runs, only two strikeouts. He threw 58 innings or 58 pitches. Uh, was just ineffective. Um, had uh, 19 batters faced, 10 first pitch strikes. You usually see Logan Gilbert throw a lot more first pitch strikes than that. Uh, but he just he got rocked and it was not pretty. Um, he goes to four and four. His ERA is now 4.38. Uh, it's funny because he's got really good peripherals, um, 28.2% strikeout, 4.6% walk rate, uh, a really low left on base percentage, which typically means that he's getting a bit unlucky, but he still has a 4.38 ERA and he really did kind of crap the bed in this game. Matt Brash pitched the fourth one inning, one hit, two Ks, Tyler Saucedo, one in a third, three Ks. Penn Murphy was effective out of the pen, one inning, one K. And then 
Chris Flexen came in in a bit of mop-up duty. The score was already 7-4. He gave up two runs in one and two-thirds innings. So Gilbert was, you know, down a half tick on his four-seamer, was down one mile an hour on both the splitter and the slider, and was down 2.3 miles an hour on the knuckle curve. I don't think there's anything physically wrong with him. Um, He did pitch. It was a little bit unexpected for him to pitch today. Uh, Scott Service flipped Gilbert and uh, Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller was scheduled to pitch today. He will go tomorrow um, against the Marlins. But of concern with Logan Gilbert is, you know, he he got 12 swings on 26 four-seamers in this start and zero whiffs. When Logan Gilbert first came up, it was the elite extension and um, velocity on the four-seamer that you know, everybody talked about, everyone was worried, does he have the secondary pitches to be an effective or a top of the rotation starter? Uh, Everyone said that you could lean on that four-seamer. And as it stands now, it looks more like the splitter and the slider are his two best pitches and the four-seamer is really lagging behind. Uh, You do wonder if the, you know, the slider is 88, the the four-seamer is 95. If the velocities have gotten closer to one another are in close enough that um, hitters are able to adjust uh, between slider and fastball. That could be the case. He got two whiffs on 10 swings on the slider, only four whiffs total on 26 swings is 15%. That's way below league average and not what you want to see out of Logan. So, you know, he's, he is struggling a bit. Um, He struggled a bit in this start. I don't know if there's cause for concern necessarily i think keep an eye on his next couple of starts keep an eye on his velocity to see if it does uh continue to tick down a bit uh his previous start you know he went seven inning or he went four in or excuse me seven innings against the padres only gave up three hits one run two walks six k's so really he's been a bit inconsistent as of late four innings against the yankees seven uh seven hits five earned runs eight innings against oakland this was at home, uh, three hits, two runs, one walk, six Ks. So he's been good. You know, his past, I would say he's been good up until this game, three out of the last four starts, but he really did kind of screw the pooch um, Sunday. And this was, in my opinion, a big game for the Mariners, getting taking two out of three from a division rival, the team right above them in the standings um, would have created positive momentum for this week. They're facing the Marlins and the White Sox this week. I think two teams where we could take the Mariners could take the series from them. Um, but alas, Logan was not able to uh, come through today. Uh, Julio went 0 for 5. Ty France went 3 for 3 in this game with two runs. He's up to 283 average on the year. Uh, Kelnick went 0 for 3. Teo Hernandez seems to be breaking out of his slump, which is really great to see. Uh, he is now at 248. He went three for four with the run and two RBIs. He did hit a home run as well, um, and it was a pull side home run, which you want to see from him. Mike Ford hit another one. This was his second on the year. So the bats were okay. Four runs. You know, the Mariners certainly could have won with four runs if they would have gotten the typical pitching from from uh, Logan Gilbert, but they didn't. Mariners are now uh, 31 and 33, 10 games out of first place. The Rangers are 41 and 23. Mariners playoff odds, according to fan graphs, are still 
16.2%. I think the team is more talented uh, than 31 and 33. I still have a, a good bit of confidence that the Mariners are, will be able to make the playoffs. But they got to get it moving. They got to get started. So that brings me to my worry meter or my confidence meter. So how do I do this? I go from on a 1 to 10 scale. 10 is most confident. Um, 1 is least confident. If a position... So let's take Julio Rodriguez as an example. My confidence meter rating for... Julio Rodriguez is a 10. I'm not worried about Julio one bit. Um, he's 22 years old. He has to make adjustments. We know that. I fully expect him to. He already plays a gold glove center field. He's got a positive uh, defensive rating from Fangraphs. We know he has a ton of range. Could he take more walks and be more selective at the plate? Sure. I've spoken about that a bit. But you're talking about a power-speed combo who, despite his struggles this season, at least that's the perception, is that he's been struggling this season so far, has 12 home runs, 12 stolen bases. He's got an OPS of 758, um, WRC plus of 115, and everyone's saying that he struggled, right? So I have no worries about Julio. I think that by the end of the year, we're talking about him as a an MVP candidate, Um I went on record on Baseball and Coffee podcast uh, that he, I think he's going to be 300 with 30 home runs and 30 steals by the end of the year. I have no worries with Julio. So he's an example of one to 10. What's my confidence in that player? It's a 10. So let's start with catcher. Uh, Under catcher, I have Cal Raleigh and Tom Murphy. Obviously, Tom Murphy plays against tough lefties. Um, My confidence in those two is actually a nine. Uh, part of why that number is so high is that um, you don't typically get tremendous production out offensive production out of the catcher position. Uh, the Mariners are getting, I think, what you would expect from Cal Raleigh up till now. Uh, low 200s average on base percentage, right around 300. Uh, slugging. You know, he's slugging 406. You might expect a little more from him, but he has eight home runs. I think he'll end up low 20s by the end of the year. That's basically what you would expect from Raleigh. He's played a pretty good defensive catcher as well. Uh, And Tom Murphy's provided some power against left-handed pitching. He is what I would call your prototypical uh, backup catcher. Uh, He hits for power. He doesn't hit for much else. Um, he's only had 74 plate appearances this season. He only has one home run so far. However, can that tandem, uh, provided they play good defense, can that tandem be serviceable um, and help you win a championship? I think the answer is yes. Uh, the catching position in general just does not provide tremendous offense uh, on average with teams. So, happy with them, satisfied with them. Uh, Could you find a little more out there? Probably, but we're rolling with them and and they're going to, they get a nine from me. Uh, Confident that they will provide the the production that we expect from them. Confidence in Ty France is nine out of 10. Uh, Ty France is who he is. He's going to be a, you know, 280 hitter, maybe even a 300 hitter. 
takes some walks, but not a ton. He's currently running a 5.9% walk rate. He'll probably end up high teens, home runs, uh, drive in 90 runs, maybe even 100, given where he hits in the lineup, typically third or fourth or second, third or fourth. Uh, not going to hit for a ton of power. Going to play very good um, first base, defensive first base for the Mariners. Um, I'm confident that he will provide what we expect him to. Uh, that's not to say that that's uh, great production from the first base position offensively, but I'm confident he will provide what Jerry DePoto expects from Ty France. His WRC plus currently is 119. Second base, I grouped uh, Colton Wong, Jose Caballero, and Dylan Moore. Uh, I gave second base a three. Uh, obviously, I have very little confidence in Colton Wong. I probably have more confidence in Wong than just about anyone else because he has been a, a, a very good offensive player historically, but currently running a 153, 246 OBP and a 178 slug. That just doesn't work. Um, defensively, he's been probably average. Uh, Jose Caballero has been a revelation for the Mariners. Love his on-base percentage. Love his spunk. Um, lights a fire underneath the team, certainly challenges the opposing team. 14.4% walk rate is wonderful. Uh, 396 OBP, if if he can continue even in the 340s, 350s, he's an asset. Um, but he doesn't have a track record, right? You're talking about a 26-year-old uh, journeyman utility infielder, essentially, who is probably playing over his head right now. So uh, while... I love the production, the the on-base skill, the attitude, the leadership. Um, I don't know that we can, that the Mariners can count on Jose Caballero to continue to provide that, which is why the confidence in him is not necessarily that high. Dylan Moore is a part of this group. Uh, he can also play really any position on the diamond other than catcher. Um, probably could play catcher too if he really had to. Dylan Moore signed a three-year extension this season. I know the Mariners like his power-speed combo. He's not a high-average hitter. I wouldn't call him an above-average defender anywhere either. So my confidence in the second-base position is a three. Uh, you would hope that some combination of two of those three would work out. I don't know if they will. I do think that second base is the position for the Mariners to target initially when looking to improve this offense uh, through trade. Eugenio Suarez confidence meter is a five. Uh, Suarez is doing what you might expect with a little less power. Uh, 11% walk rate, you know, hitting in the low 200s, 216 currently, 315 on base percentage. What he's not providing is the power that you would like to see from him. In 270 plate appearances this season, he's only hit six home runs. That number at 270 plate appearances should look closer to 15 as opposed to six, 15 would set him at about like low 30s home runs for the for the year. I guess maybe slightly lower than that if you put him at, say, 13, 14 home runs as of right now. But he's been really crappy at the plate. Uh, and third base, I think, is a position that where the Mariners could improve. If, uh, if they found a player that could play some third base and could hit, and might be able to play a little bit of second or DH. I think that's that's a possibility. Um, sitting Suarez against tough right-handers or right-handers with very good breaking balls is something to think about, I think. Uh, but Suarez gets a five from me. J.P. Crawford's an eight. 
uh, running a 13% walk rate and an OBP of 351. I like a lot, especially at the top of the lineup. He's had been a little shaky on some routine plays defensively the last couple of games, but uh, you know, all in all, he is a very consistent defender at short. Um, and the on-base percentage again is is great at the top of this lineup. Uh, could you do better at short? Yes. Are they going to do anything at short? Absolutely not. So he gets an eight from me. Uh, Jared Kelnick and AJ Pollock, I included in left field. They get an eight. Uh, I like the idea of Pollock playing against left-handers. I know people, some people have been critical of him thus far, asking what does he provide. Uh, but he's a veteran. He's fast. He's a good pinch hitter to bring in against tough left-handed pitching. Um, I like him on the team. I like the addition. I think it was smart. Uh, he's not hitting as of yet, but he's only had 109 at-bats or 109 plate appearances. So he's the kind of player who, no matter what his average is or on-base percentage or OPS is, towards the end of the season, I want his bat in the lineup. Um, good veteran presence. He still is very fast. Uh, and then Jared Kelnick I, is, I think, has arrived, right? 268 average as of right now, 132 WRC plus, a 500 slug, uh, 11 home runs, seven stolen bases. He, his K rate is high. I think he's seeing a tremendous number of breaking balls. Um, but when he sees a fastball, he hits it. So I think Kelnick will continue to be uh, a star for the Mariners throughout the season. Kelnick plus Pollock to me is an eight only because uh, Jared Kelnick, while I think he's going to be great, there is certainly a possibility that he um, his production decreases over the course of the year. Uh, Julio, as I said, was a 10. Teo is also a 10, believe it or not. Here's why. He's 30 years old. He's produced at a very high level the majority of his career, specifically the last three years. Baseball is a game of adjustments. He obviously has been uh, getting out on anything with the wrinkles, so lots of sliders low and away. Uh, he's been in between the slider and the fastball. But as of late, we're starting to see him come back to life. We're starting to see him hit for power. Uh, he certainly today went three for four with the home run, uh, two RBIs and scored a run. On Saturday, he went one for five, but he had a run in an RBI on Saturday as well. Um, I just, you watch him hit and he hits, he hits the ball really hard. Um, and I have confidence that he will get, again, get to what the Mariners expected from Teoscar Hernandez when they traded for him, which is a mid twenty mid twenties to, to 30 home runs, drive in runs from the middle of the order, run producer, um, not going to walk a ton, but is going to sting the ball and be a great presence in the middle of that lineup, lengthen the lineup a bit so that hitters like Suarez don't have to hit fourth, fifth, even sixth. Uh, so Teoscar to me, I'm confident in him. He's a 10 from me. I fully expect him to reach. 25 to 30 home runs and drive in 90 uh, this season. He's on his way back. Uh, so starting pitching, just for the sake of time, I'm going to run through the first two and then Gilbert and then the last two. Uh, Luis Castillo is a 10. He's a veteran. I think the only thing stopping him from a uh, around a three ERA and 200 strikeouts is health. Uh, George Kirby's a nine. 
Um, same thing with Kirby, but I do think that him, as I spoke of on previous pods, solving the uh, location issue because he has great command, but solving the location issue in that he needs to throw off the plate more to get hitters off of his stuff um, is going to be key for him to achieve his potential. But the stuff is there. Obviously, the command is might be the best command in baseball at this point. Uh, so he's a nine with that slight worry about, you know, throw at a right-hander every once in a while, throw pitches in the dirt, 0-2, see if they'll chase. And then Bryce Miller and Brian Wu are both fives. Love the fastball, fastball from both. Um, question the secondaries from both. I think that limiting their exposure and keeping them as five and dive guys is probably a good idea given the lack of secondary pitches. Uh, as I said earlier, I love that that Brian Wu's throwing a bunch of sinkers as well. It allows uh, for him to keep hitters off of that four seam. I think Bryce Miller uh, could stand to use a little bit of that. I do worry a bit about their usage. Um, neither has pitched a ton in the minor leagues. So how long are they going to be able to hold up in this rotation? Uh, maybe maybe they rotate once uh, Marco is healthy, if Marco is healthy uh, in order to limit their innings. I'm not sure. I'm putting them at a five because the talent is there. Both have plus fastballs, um, but we don't really know yet what we have in either of those two uh, over time. And so that's a wait and see. Uh, Chris Flexen. So we're starting the bullpen. Flexen's a one. I just think Flexen is at this point in time might be more valuable to the Mariners trading him to another team and getting some value back at the end of this contract, as opposed to uh, having him be the mop-up guy. Mop-up guy could really be anybody at this point. Um, Tyler Saucedo's a six, as is Penn Murphy. I think they're both uh, middle guys. Uh, Murphy was very, very good last year, um, specifically against right-handers with that Frisbee-type sweeper. Uh, Saucedo's been great uh, as a left-handed reliever. Obviously, they're more comfortable with Spire in the leverage situations, but Saucedo's been good. They both He gets a six because he hasn't pitched in the majors a ton. Uh, Murphy gets a six because he's been hurt. Uh, Spire, so Gabe Spire, I'm going to say Chris Spire. He's an old utility infielder for the Giants years ago. I think that's his uncle. Uh, Chris Spire, Matt Brash, Justin Topa all get sevens from me. Spire, because the track record isn't there, but he's been very good as a left-handed leverage reliever. Brash is seven because his control and command can be off and on. Obviously, the stuff is elite. Uh, Topa is a seven because he also is uh, doesn't have the track record. He also, I believe, is a two-time Tommy John survivor, so there's always injury risk with that. Uh, Andres Munoz is an eight in part because he's been hurt um, a ton, but when he's on, he's lights out. And see, Paul Seawald's a ten. He's proven that he is uh, dependable. Um, can pitch to both righties and lefties and is a great, has been a great closer for the Mariners. So those are my, my confidence meter for the players currently on the roster. Um, I do want to dig in a little bit to the uh, manager and front office. Um, Scott service is, I think the things that Scott service does are, um, things that we don't see, right? It's 
how he manages the personalities. It's his calm. It's his ability to allow Julio Rodriguez to be Julio. Um, to not change Julio's approach too much, even though he's chasing too many first pitches, knowing that the talent is there. It's knowing to move J.P. Crawford to the top of the order because of his on-base ability, taking some pressure off of Julio. It's managing Jared Kelnick and getting Kelnick to where he is mentally, right? I think all of these things can be attributed to, in many ways, to the manager and the manager either allowing space or time, knowing when to challenge. I just, I think he's done a fabulous job uh, with the Mariners. Scott Service has. Uh, I'm not a believer that the manager is that influential on the final record. Um, but I do think that he's really pulled the right strings at the right times uh, with this roster. There have been times where he's left uh, the starting pitcher in maybe a little longer than I would have um, mathematically, but that's a feel thing. And I get that that's, you know, that's his perspective, uh, but he's a 10. I'm very confident in Scott service. I don't think Scott service is the issue. In fact, I think he's a part of the solution and I think he's done a fabulous job. Uh, the front office, I gave an eight. I think I have more confidence in Jerry DePoto and crew than most Mariners folks do fans, podcasters, writers, whomever. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in dealing a bunch of prospects for a big bat. Um, I do believe in improving it on the margins uh, at the deadline if they can, unless you get the kind of deal to get a Luis Castillo like they did last season. But I think he's done a great job. And for people to be critical of this, the farm system right now, I've said this before, I'll go down the list of players that have been developed in the Mariners system currently on the roster. It's Cal Raleigh, Dylan Moore, Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, really the entire bullpen, because these are all guys who have been cast off by other teams and the Mariners have developed. And the bullpen is a huge strength of the team. So, and then you go and look. So with those young players, you know, that speaks more to the health of the player development system. Um, instead of just looking at the current snapshot of the minor leagues and the, the Mariners minor league system. Uh, so I give the front office an eight, if only because I think there are moves that need to be made and I want to see them make them. And they've been historically uh, less active on the trade market than um, maybe we want them to be. But I, again, if there's not a fit at second or third or uh, obviously DH, then should they make a deal for the sake of making a deal? I don't think the chemistry is wrong with this team. I think it's just the bats need to get going. So front office gets an eight. Uh, overall hitters are a six for me. Starting pitching is an eight only because of those two young players at the end, the young pitchers at the end and the bullpen's a nine. Um, and it's not a 10 just because the, uh, again, inexperience or lack of track record from uh some of those middle relievers. So I'm confident uh, there are places where the Mariners certainly need to make moves. I'm anticipating those moves, but confident that they'll make them and confident that this team will uh, claw its way back into content contention very soon here. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to preview this Miami Marlins series. 
again, nice start from Brian Wu on Saturday. We want Logan Gilbert to get his act together a bit. Thanks for listening to the Mariners cast from Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20, T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Peace.